Hello, welcome back to In the Pocket Across the Pond, UK-based NFL fantasy football podcast with me, Lewis. And me, Alex, but which one is it? It's Alex Brindle. Uh, Alex Sharple's busy studying up for the, the season. Correct, yeah. We're back, uh, technically season two yeah. of the podcast yeah. now. Um, now we're into the new NFL season. So we're going to run through the NFL draft today as well as the free agency picks. I know all of that sort of shapes up for each team. Uh, let's get right into it, Al. Yeah, let's do it. NFL draft, just just the other night. Run us through it. All right, well, we'll start with the quarterbacks and we'll just go through some notable kind of flex positions. Uh, obviously, 101 Bryce Young to the Panthers. What, where did you sit, Lou, on these? I mean, there was, there was five quarterbacks that everyone was talking about but let's say the top three that were picked Young 101, Strade 102, Richardson 104 where did you sit on them and in coming into the draft? I think I think Strode was probably the strongest just because he's the most prototypical guy mm. you know like there's there's a lot been said about Richardson about and about how he's a bit of a project and about how he's like a you know linebacker at quarterback you know, um, I think Strode was the most prototypical guy. So for me, he would have been the number one pick. But we, we've, you know, it's hard because we've, especially with Young and Richardson, you got guys there who, the potential of them because you, because of the sort of unconventional physiques for that position. It's you, you're looking at the you're looking at the talent, you're looking at the potential of what they could be. Richardson, I think, has you know. If he's given the right coaching, he can be fantastic. I think Bryce Young. We've seen it with Kyler Murray recently. These sort of small guys who sort of you know can can still dominate in the league, but he would have he would have to sort of overcome a historical trend of mm-hmm. these sort of smaller smaller build guys lasting in the league. You've only yeah. got like what Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson's still pretty pretty thick. Yeah, yeah, uh, beefy, you know, beefy. and Kyler Murray is also the same. I think Bryce Young's smaller than both of them. Mm. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but you know, in the draft, like you can project how, how these guys are going to be to the coast come on, but you're only ever going to know until mm. the, when they, when they play the game yeah. against real grown men, you know, but yeah, long answer to a simple you know, question. I think CJ Stroud was probably. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Just like like you, I'm playing the numbers. I'm playing the odds, and there are more successful quarterbacks in the NFL that size wise look like CJ Stroud than Bryce Young. You know, talk talk about the young stud quarterbacks at the minute. Are you taking Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert or Tua and Kyler? Yeah. You are taking you taking yes being the obvious the answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. so 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 I mean and Bryce Young's clearly an amazing talent, but I kinda want safety as well as upside and I think even though you know Stroud apparently didn't score too well on some this cognition test, which is the first year I'm hearing about this test. I know, yeah. So it's... I don't know why that would all of a sudden be super important. Because it um, creates these narratives, doesn't it? Like it's funny how how the draft played out was pretty much how people saw it going about five months ago, yeah. when you know when sort of the season fin- was finishing up and you were sort of looking at these prospects coming into the new the, the new year. Um, 
And it's because of all of these different storylines that the judgment of these guys gets gets a bit sort of uh, hazy and gets uh, influenced by all the voices talking about them and, and, and mm. criticising this, yeah. that and the other. So that's why you end up getting people who are like, can CJ Stroud fall out of the top ten? And that became a narrative. And yeah. all of a sudden, draft night, it's like, well, CJ Stroud's definitely not going to get picked in the top ten. No, no, he got picked second overall, like he was always going to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and credit to the Texans for then trading up and getting their dude, Will Anderson, as well. It's like they've just sorted out, hopefully, the team for the next decade. Yeah, in, I, I, in that one draft. I was a fan of that as well. Uh, Richardson, very exciting. If I'm a Colts fan, I'm very, very excited for the future don't think he should play this year. He didn't play an awful lot in college at all, and he's very raw. The thing about Richardson is I think his draft stock did skyrocket after the combine. Um, he was always seen as kind of like this uh, this unbelievable prospect who was kind of like a bit of a freak of nature, but very raw. And um, I just feel like the, com- the combine made people realise that, oh, yeah, he, he is this freak of nature, actually, and yeah. we're all seeing it yeah. now. Yeah. You know, who watch the people who watch the combine compared to the people who watch the tape. You know, people from the teams obviously do, but general audiences will have only just seen him at the combine. And, yeah, he, he looks like a dude, but I don't think he should be playing straight away. Uh, at saying that... I'm probably the most excited out of these three if I'm a Colts fan just because of the sheer know, endless yeah. upside. Yeah, that, that's guy. true. And yeah. you got a great situation though because like you're rebuilding. They've 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 got um they got a new head coach. The head coach has, has brought Gardner Minshew with him. Minshew mm. could be the de facto starter this season, you know, like Richardson could redshirt it or something like that yeah. and like just not but which would be fine because the rebuilding, you know, if if you really want to, you know, help Anthony Richardson grow into the player you want him to be, the best thing to be would sit behind Minshew, who is who is a decent good player. A good play, he he's he's gonna be he's gonna be in the league for a decade or so. You know, just being one of those reliable backup guys. You know, great guy to sit behind. And yeah, I think think that's the he's in a, he's in a great spot, Richardson. Like you know, if, if anyone else drafted him, you know, say say for example the Panthers or the Texans drafted him, which they wouldn't have done, but that would have been a worse spot for him yeah. because there there would have been ex- expectation to start straight away. I mean, you know, neither of those teams would have ever drafted him. It was always going to be the Colts or people saying like you know the Seahawks or something like that, you know, putting, you know, he's always, he's always been one of those guys that you're going to, you're going to put on the bench first, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping for, for Richardson's sake, hoping he gets a chance to learn that way. But, but yeah, maybe the, the big story then after the first round, and we're still on quarterbacks here, was Will Levis and the mm. fact that he fell out of it, agonizing pitchers, yeah, from the draft. It, Get, just it, don't it, just don't take pictures mm. of him. Just don't take pictures of him for whatever reason. Will Will Levis, his agent has given him some really bad info uh, yeah. and told him to sue up and go to the draft because. He didn't get picked. No. I mean, he got picked second pick of the second round, but he was already at home on his couch by the time he got picked yeah. by the Titans. I, mean, I want to do him and Hen and Hooker together. They were round apart. Hooker went at the start of the third round, but both two teams with quarterbacks at the minute. 
both signalling the the quarterbacks at the minute, that being Tannehill and Goff, aren't quarterbacks of the future, which we kind of already knew. So these two guys going to sit. I mean, I did hear a lot of buzz about Hooker and, okay, he's 25 and he's just had the ACL, but he still goes at the top of the third round. Makes you think that having not had those kind of uh, negatives on his portfolio, then maybe he might have been a first-round choice, Hendon Hooker. Um, Weird choice by the Lions, though. I think the Lions had a really... We'll get into it with some of the other picks... But I think the Lions had a really weird and, I'm just going to say, bad draft. Mm. Uh, There's certainly something to be said about just drafting the players who fit your culture and who you want. And, And if that means reaching for people, then so be it. But there's also something to be said for teams who do the draft smartly and still get the players they want but compensation through picks and stuff by trading down and gauging who's going to pick where. We'll get into it in the running back that they picked, but I think the Lions had a really strange draft. And this Hendon Hooker kind of is a testament to that as well. I, I'm not saying Jared Goff is like a, a world-beater, but I think there's issues on that team that needed solving more than getting a quarterback that's going to sit behind Jared Goff for a year. I know, I agree. Um I, w- I was not a fan of the Lions draft. Like, you know, the excuse for the Lions will be they had two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and two third-rounders, so they were basically getting a free pick in every single round. So they are treating themselves a little bit, you know, <laughs> to, a, to a running back, a quarterback. Re- they, they reached but, so high. But the exactly, ball, they, they, reached, the they, yeah, they reached for these guys. And also, you know, my problem with it is, you look at last season... The Lions were third in total yards and fifth in points scored across the whole That's league. The problem. the problem isn't the problem is not the offense of this team. So why burn your first pick on a running back and then your third pick on a, a tight end who wasn't even one of the highest graded tight end and then your third round pick on a quarterback who who yeah, yeah I don't know I feel like they could have used all of those picks shoring up that defense because. You know, I know it's a that division's I, I, there to be taken this year. It not is, in two, it is, three and years. it is, and I know like we don't often talk about you know defensive players um, because you know we're an NFL fantasy podcast, and but defense wins leagues. Mm. That's win wins titles. You know, like Eagles have a incredible defense. The Chiefs have a defense that shows up when they need to. You can't win a you can't win your Super Bowl without yeah. a good defense, and this team didn't. They sort of half-heartedly drafted, you know, some some good defensive players. You know, number eighteen overall linebacker Jack Campbell. Yeah. Also reach about a round yeah, early. He was, yeah. he was projected to go in the middle of the second. I don't know. I feel like they could have... I would just be baffled. I feel like they could have they could have showed up that defense a lot more with this draft. Um, because they already had a good offense, and they've sort of just blown that offense up. But we'll get into that, mm. you know. But yeah, um, Hooker to the Lions, Levis to the Titans. Um, solid prospect, a bit Ryan Tannehill esque. I do think Ryan Tannehill might actually be a little bit more mobile. 
in terms of kind of his instincts of when to move and where to move. But obviously, if he can teach Will Levis a thing or two about that. But again, with the, with the Titans, you, you're looking at a rebuild. They're in a we- really weird situa- situation at the minute with Henry coming to the end of his career, but then you've got like Burks, who looks like he might be a nice receiver. They're always going to be an unbelievably well-coached team, you know, under under Vrabel. But, I mean, yeah, it's a fine pick. Get your quarterback and mm. low expectations if I'm a Titans fan this year. But nice to, to see that you've got a quarterback there for the future, so things are looking up. In terms of other quarterbacks, Jake Hayner to the Saints, pretty well-rounded player, not amazing or not the not the best in the class at anything in particular, but good at all aspects of the quarterback game. Um, to the Saints, which I think could be interesting because the Derek Carr move, to me, in a few months is going to be akin to the Carson Wentz, the Sam Darnold moves of the previous few years where you might see Carr benched by uh, week 12, week 13 when the Saints realise that he's uh, Derek Carr. He's broken down. Yeah, he broke the car's broken down. So, and, and, you know, not a bad little prospect. It should be said that quarterback-wise, I don't think we even mentioned this. We should have mentioned it up top, Lou. You're not eyeing up any of these for fantasy. No, you're no, not eyeing no, up. No. There's obviously rookies. There's only really a few that you do eye up, and the normal, you know, you stood running backs, you stood wide receivers. It it should be said now. Pretend that I'm saying this in big bold <laughs> exclamation marks. You're staying away from these quarterbacks. We're not telling you to, to pick any of these up in your draft. Maybe your last pick or search the wave wire for some. We know that quarterbacks in general are very deep because of the way that they score points. And you've got the top guys, then you can sur- surf the wave wire all year for quarterbacks. That's your case with these lot. You know, in, in case one of them completely pops off, and I don't know who's the last rookie quarterback to completely pop off. Herbert had a nice rookie year. Yeah, probably Herbert. Uh, Herbert had a nice rookie year, but apart from that, yeah, you know, we're not saying go and look at these guys as like in the top of the quarterback range for fantasy. No. Um, but I'm just saying, yeah, Hayner for the Saints could be interesting. Stetson Bennett to the Rams. I was under the impression that this guy was going to go undrafted, which, you know, you might be surprised at considering. What did they win two national championships in a row, or did they get to a national championship mm. and then they won the previous one? But you know he's old; he doesn't have a load of elite traits. He's kind of small, but the Rams clearly like the dude, so they picked him. And Matthew Stafford is—he's uh, thirty-five and a very old thirty-five at that. I would say his elbows are yeah. like eighty. Yeah. Uh, Aidan O'Connell to the Raiders, a similar situation to Hayner, to be honest with you. You just see what happens with Garoppolo. Uh, and Jared Hall to the Vikings. He's got, you know, he, he was graded quite quite nicely in some places, um, but I feel like they might end up extending cousin, cousins or looking back in the draft next year. So uh, that's what I've got on quarterbacks. Flex, we'll start with the running backs. Obviously, Bijan Robinson to the Falcons. Now, this is a dude that you think about in your first round of your draft. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is a dude who you think about. I agree. Uh, he's coming in, he's going to be the guy. The drafting. It's like Saquon Barkley when when um, when the Giants drafted him all those years ago. You know, 
he, he went <clears throat> he went in the first round. He went in the top five picks of of, of fantasy drafts uh, because he's, he's going to get the workload, the drafting. We know what the career timeline is like for running backs. We know that these first few years are probably going to be his most productive years. Mm-hmm. So all about it, he's going to get over two hundred touches. Yeah, um, and he's, <clears throat> he's the kind of the most hyped prospect coming out since Barkley, and the highest picked one since Barkley as well. And you think about like Brees Hall last year and Jonathan Taylor when he came out. That those were both second round picks. This dude's been picked at the top of the first round. And just so we've got receipts, the Falcons are going to win the division. They're going to. And don't be surprised if the Falcons this year make a deep playoff run. I'm not saying that Desmond Ridder or who's the other quarterback? Heineken. 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 Taylor Heineken. I'm not saying that Ridder or Heineke are going to be pro bowlers or anything like that, but don't be surprised if the Falcons win a lot of games a bit like the Seahawks did last year. I think the divisions are to be taken. I think they've been slowly and quietly building something really nice and maybe Arthur Smith is actually Barney Gumble. He's actually <laughs> a pretty good head coach. I think the Falcons make a healthy playoff run this okay, year. Fair. I'm saying that right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the, just, the, just the quarterback situation for me with that team. But you know, Ridder could come and could come in this year, and he could be could have improved. Could be just a nice a nice little uh, distributor of the ball. That's true. And you know, just I, I just thought you know with with um, Bijan being picked eighth overall, and then Jameer Gibbs by mm-hmm. the Lions. We'll talk about him in a second. But I just thought it was interesting, like. There's a real. I, I don't know where the narrative is at on running backs because before the draft, we've we've had sort of the devaluation of running backs. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've seen free we've seen free agents like Josh Jacobs uh, and Tony Pollard get franchise tag. Now, that in itself is interesting because you know you're seeing the good and the bad of the franchise tag there. That's a great franchise tag for Tony Pollard because he got a season-ending injury and he's getting a lot of money. Um, Mm. And the team's like, yeah, we'll franchise tag you, we'll give you all this money and then come back and try and earn a new contract next year. That's great. It's, It's a bit bogus with... With Josh Jacobs, because that guy could not have done any more this yeah, season yeah. to earn a massive contract, and they just slap him with a franchise tag. Yeah, That's the ups and downs of the tag. I don't. I really don't. I'm good for Josh Jacobs. Mm. He had uh, the best year of his career. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we we're seeing teams not willing to pay these guys big money. But then again, we get to the draft, and then we have we have the first running back taken in the first round since Saquon Barkley. Mm. It's all. It's a bit all. It's it's almost like you know. It's almost like the owners in the league sort of disagree on it themselves as well. But you got to say, you know, who's doing the pick? Who's picking in consideration? You know what I mean? Because clearly Arthur Smith and that coaching staff that have come from the Titans, clearly they value the running back position. He came from Derek Henry, so it, again, it's just about you know personal team preference, I suppose. But but yeah, I mean, Bijan Robinson is going to be an absolute dude. Mm-hmm. Pick him, Jameer Gibbs. However, the there is a larger discrepancy between Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs than four draft picks. This twelfth round, twelve sorry, twelfth overall picked, you know, near the top slash middle of the first round is a serious reach for Jameer Gibbs, who's a second round uh, kind of 
talent. Very very good player, very talented, bit of a gadget guy, but it kind of is going to trick a lot of people into putting Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs into kind of the same category when they're just not. Okay, admittedly, Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson were kind of the standouts of the class, but Robinson was so much, so much higher kind of evaluated than Gibbs. So yeah, I um, don't know what to make of this Gibbs one. I don't want to fall into the trap like, uh, like I just said, which people might do of drafting him and assuming that he's going to be an amazing uh, player right out the gate, like Bijan Robinson is going to be, because yeah, twelfth overall is a big. Big reach for Jameer Gibbs by the Lions, and that means that they then traded. We'll just get into this little trade, Lou. They traded one of my favourite players, a player that everyone knows that I've been sticking up for all last year, traded DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. Thank you very much. That means I will be picking DeAndre Swift up, Swift up yet again this year. You're talking about a guy who's averaged 4.6 yards a carry throughout his career on the Lions who were only good this past year. So give me him on one of the best running teams in the league, the Eagles. Uh, very excited for DeAndre Swift. And obviously, if it comes down to it, I'm picking DeAndre Swift far higher in my fantasy draft than Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Luke. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. We've seen it, you know, the point you always like to make about Swift's fantasy points per touch mm. is just mental. So, yeah... You're going with the proven commodity out of them too. Because they they signed David Montgomery as well, so Jameer Gibbs is going to go in there. He's not exactly going to be the number one guy. Um, And I just, yeah, don't fall into the trap of thinking Gibbs is going to be one of these. And, you know, he might be. He might make me look stupid. But I am not. I hope he does. Yeah, but I'm not putting him in the same kind of bracket as B. John Robinson because I think... Uh, it's consensus that this was a bit of a reach by the Lions. Um, I'll just rattle through some notable running backs and where they were picked. We're going to go in draft order. So the next running back picked was Zach Carbonet. You know, bit of a weird pick by the Seahawks in the middle of the second round because he, he was graded as one of the better running backs in the draft. Uh, and his draft, talk, draft stock tells you that. Uh, but they have Ken Walker, which is a bit weird. I don't, I don't, oh, no. I don't want that to yeah. really. And I understand drafting a backup to Ken Walker, but this is a pretty highly, you know, th- it, this is maybe higher than they drafted Ken Walker oh, last yeah. year. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. And Ken Walker looked like it stood. So um, is, is that is that a thing that you know that we always say that we hear that it's like, why can't these teams just have one guy? One guy. It's like, it's like we don't understand that, yeah, us playing fantasy football, we want that one guy for a yeah. team who they rely on. If I was the coach of a team, I would want as many yeah. good running backs as I Same. could get for my team. <laughs> so I, I I would say when it comes around to draft season, really put this as a bit of a red flag on Ken Walker, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller to the Saints in the third round, you know, be interesting to see what happens there. You know, fourth running back off the board and Kamara's future's kind of up in the air a little bit. Um, Tajay Spears to the Titans, again, highly rated, but he'll be behind Derek Henry. Devon A-Chain for the Dolphins. This could be interesting. Bit of a crowded backfield, but we know Molster and Jeff Wilson are there as, let's face it, friends of... Uh, McDaniel, <laughs> yeah. you know, there is friends, the good players, they both do a job. This Devon A chain, highly rated, and he is fast. His 40 time at the combine was a wide receiver 
defensive back time. You know, he ran about like a 4-3, which is crazy for a running back. He's a speed guy, a bit of a crowded backfield, but, you know, if most it's always going to be injured, Jeff Wilson's between the tackles, uh, you could find some value here late in your draft with A-Chain. Definitely kind of bookmark this as a name to keep an eye on because he could go off. A-Chain the A-Train. Yeah, he is rapid. Um, Tank Bigsby to the Jags again nicely rated good draft capital in him maybe they just want someone behind Etienne who's, who is pretty small isn't he great name yeah Tank Bigsby uh, Rashawn Johnson to the Burrs again it, it's fourth round's an alright pick for running for running back and I am of the belief that that Burrs backfield is up for grabs you know um, Khalil Herbert's a nice player but um I think it's up for grabs, so a name to watch for Sean Johnson. Chase Brown to Cincinnati. Again, well thought of player in the fifth round. Let's see what happens with Joe Mixon. That's been a bit quiet recently, mm. to be fair. It feels like a bit of an afterthought. Um, Israel Avanikanda for the Jets. Highly thought of. Uh, potential steal in this year's draft, this guy. He looks like a really good player, but he's going to be behind Brees Hall. Bit of insurance for the Jets there. A name that I do want to talk about that you should maybe bookmark for the very end of your drafts or for for the waiver wire in the first few weeks. So Zach Evans, running back, uh, went in the sixth round to the Rams. Now, it was very highly graded from a lot of kind of uh, sites and experts coming out of college. Um, and in some places, he was even kind of graded as the next guy after those initial two, you mm. know, uh, Robinson and Gibbs. So this could be a real steal for the Rams. Admittedly, let's put it in context, it's a sixth round pick. So teams have passed and passed and passed and mm. passed on the guy until he's got to the Rams. However, I will also say that people slip through the cracks every year and this guy on tape looks really good. And again, that Rams backfield, it's not just up for grabs, it is there to be taken. Yeah. You know, the, there's no competition. They don't like Cam Akers. Mm. Cam Akers doesn't look like the same player after his injury, unfortunately, for the guy. And I know they had a rookie last year who I can't remember the name of. Williams. Williams, but he didn't exactly wow people. So Zach Evans, definitely a name to just keep an eye on. Uh, also, Mohamed Ibrahim and Sean Tucker as well, undrafted, but uh, well-rated. So maybe just see where they go, because there are teams that are still hungry for running backs. Okay, let's move on to the wide receivers. So we had a bunch of them picked back-to-back-to-back to back to back oh, yeah. in the first round. I'll rattle them off while you tell me who you like and what destination you like best. Jackson Smith and Jigba, an absolute dude. He's going to be a good player. Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. So obviously we had Njigba to the Seahawks, Johnson to the Chargers, Flowers to the Ravens, Addison to the Vikings. I like Flowers to the Ravens most personally. What about you? I like Quentin Johnson to the Chargers uh, just because, uh, you know, I, I love Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's great, but you know, Odell Beckham's going to demand a lot of targets on that team. I can see Flo as being more of a Hollywood Brown type. Um, where he, he's a, yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's agree, you know, he's a really, he's a good, he's a solid, um, reliable option for Lamar Jackson, but not necessarily a solid, reliable option 
for your fantasy team. I think Quentin Johnson, you know, I mean, of <clears throat> of the quarterbacks that the, these guys are going to, Justin Herbert's my favourite one. If if you were to have a wide receiver on your t- on your fancy team, you want that wide receiver to be playing with Justin Herbert. I think I think that Keenan Allen still a good player, but he's aging. Mike Williams, we know what he is. You know, I th- I just think Quentin Johnson has the highest ceiling out of those guys because of the quarterback that yeah. he's going to. Yeah, you know, you said something interesting about JSN yesterday about how. Uh, he was not nece- he's not necessarily seen as like a freak wide receiver. I think more in the line of a CD Lamb. Yeah, they're not, right, yeah, they're not, you know, if this makes sense, they're not drafting JSN to be DK Metcalf. They're drafting him to be more of a Tyler Lockett mm. archetype. You yeah. know, Tyler Lockett's a great player, but DK Metcalf is the alpha on that yeah. team, yeah. you know. And obviously Jordan Addison to the Vikings, you know, you, you know who you're picking at the Vikings. It's Justin Jefferson. All of these players to teams with all that already have kind of proven wide receivers. So maybe if you're looking for upside and opportunity, you might want to look at Jonathan Mingo, who went to the Panthers in the second round. You know, the first guy after that initial crop of wide receivers, Panthers must like him, and uh, they need a number one wide receiver. So. Yeah, and I do like it when um, when a team drafts a quarterback and a wide receiver in the same draft. Um, because there's just that that there's that immediate sort of you know unspoken chemistry there where it's like the two new guys mm-hmm. stick together you know forge a bit of a bit of a relationship there yeah uh, and then we go to the Chiefs everyone gets excited when the Chiefs draft a wide receiver <laughs> Rishi Rice twenty uh, fourth pick of the second round I heard I heard about this guy in the lead up to the to the draft and grading wise this seems like a little bit of a reach for him that there's wide receivers still on the board one in particular that I'll get to which uh he looked a bit better to me but um you know this is some draft stock hello some draft stock from uh the Chiefs second round for a wide receiver and of course uh it's the Chiefs, but you know I think you're going to see similar to last year. If there's anyone for the Chiefs that I'm going to take a punt on, it's of course going to be Kadarius Tony next year. Um, third round, we're going Nathaniel Tank Dell to the Texans again. Um, Texans looking for someone to uh, pair up with the new quarterback. So like you just said, Lou, this might be a nice little pick chemistry brew between him and Stroud this is the guy that I want to talk about though this is the guy that I think is the steal of the draft Jalen Hyatt to the Giants now not buzzing about where he was drafted we know that the Giants passing game is capped although maybe there's that bust uh, in the second year of the dayball system like there was for Josh Allen for Daniel Jones you never know I'm not going to rule that out Daniel Jones he's clearly got a big arm on him it just depends how accurate he is. Maybe getting Jalen Hyatt is going to help that out. This guy's very, very highly rated. Um, in many places, up there with those first four guys, if not at the top of those first four guys, I tried doing a bit of a bit of research to see why he fell into the third round. I couldn't find anything. So it just tells me that the Giants might have um, might have an absolute steal to be fair here in the third round in Jalen Hyatt. So in a wide receiver room that is there for the taking, keep this guy's name bookmarked. And um, I think that's about it for our notable wide receivers. Patriots um, taking a wide receiver in the sixth round. Uh, Kayshawn Boot, Booty. 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 Um, again, quite a well thought of player. Could be a little bit of a steal for the Patriots um, because, again, the whole offense is kind of up in the air. 
quarterback wise. I will um, just say I did I did love to see um I don't know I don't know, you know, how he was graded, but the Packers drafted a wide receiver in the second round. Yeah. Um yeah. I just think that's a great bit of um shit hosiery. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> Because they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, historically not never drafted Aaron Rodgers, sort of some top picks, and then mm. they use the the two um, the the two second round picks on a tight end and a wide receiver. Yeah, Jaden Reed, you talk about the wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on to tight ends, uh, Dalton Kincaid to the Bills. This absolutely screams of oh my god, oh my god, all the wide receivers that we wanted have just been taken. We need <laughs> we need offensive speed, even though you know Jalen Hyatt was still there. They take Dalton Kincaid, having just paid uh, the most overrated player in the whole league, Dawson Knox. Um, I think this might be good. I think you could probably pick Kincaid up because if anyone had Knox in fantasy last year, you saw that that dude is just no good for fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I mean, fantasy wise, yeah, could be nice. They need a good tight end. Real life, football wise. Don't know about the pick really, because clearly they liked having Knox in the team, blocking wise, and uh, for the odd pass now and then. Yeah, I get the impression that you know they they wanted to maybe trade up into the first round, and they were thinking, yeah, but we we like these four receivers, and it's pick nineteen of the first round, and none of them have gone yet, so we'll be fine. And then twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, all wide yeah, receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They trade up to twenty fifth to get Kincaid. Um, bit of a panic pick for me but um, Kincaid great name very highly touted another highly touted tight end Michael Mayer goes to the Raiders uh, who just offloaded Darren Waller that's true they did just offload Darren Waller but they also picked up Austin Hooper and OJ Howard yeah so pretty stacked tight end room and Garoppolo likes throwing to his tight ends you know Mm. uh, the best games Kittle had were with uh with Garoppolo, so and he's obviously now at the Raiders. Tight end also Luke Musgrave to the Packers, like you just mentioned, Lou, and a highly touted bit of a workout freak, Daniel Washington, to the Steelers. To the Steelers, uh, very late on. You know, I I heard about Daniel third round, third, third round, mm. yet, yeah, Which you know, I we we were there was bets going of like three or more or four tight ends to go in the first round, which was daft. But it just shows you how highly drafted, how highly touted some of these guys were. And you'll have seen some viral workout clips from the combine of Daniel Washington. So he could be uh, nice because he's a bit of a freak as well. But um, in terms of draft, for a really quick rundown, yeah, so cliff notes of that. Pick B. John Robinson really high. Look out for the guy who the Zach Evans, the running back who the Rams drafted. Even don't potentially don't expect to draft him in your fantasy drafts. However, something like Cam Akers the other year could happen. Do you know where like uh, he's he's a bit of a uh, summer camp darling, and mm. uh, that's when the draft stock gets blown out of proportion. But yeah, uh, for now, just keep an eye on the name. Keep an eye on um, Jalen Hyatt as well. Um, but your main one there is. Uh, B. John Robson target him in the first round of your drafts. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Let's move on now, though. Uh, we're going to take a sort of a, a sort of overall look at the teams because, you know, we've had the main bit of free agency now and we've had the draft. So we're going to just go division by division, just quickly looking at the team and how, how they're looking for the season, you know, for fantasy football. We'll start with the NFC North, the Birds. So... 
The Birds traded out of that number one overall pick mm. uh, and got an absolute stack of picks from the Panthers and also wide receiver DJ Moore. Oh, yeah. Um, better for Moore with with Justin Fields, do you uh, think? If Justin Fields develops as a passer, yeah. Obviously, you've got Darnell Mooney, though, who I think is a really good player as well. Mm. Everything is there. The pressure's on for Justin Fields, I'd say, to develop himself as a passer this year, so uh, yeah. I agree, and the Burrs, um did end up using the first overall, their first overall pick, the number 10 pick in the draft, on an offensive tackle, someone to protect Justin Fields when he's uh, running around like an headless chicken. Oh, yeah. Um, they also picked up uh, Donna Foreman and Travis Homer, running backs. You know, that running back room is a little bit messy. Don't really want anything to do with that in fantasy. Robert Tunyon from the Packers signed a one-year deal with the Burrs, tight end. Could be nice. Could be nice. We'll see. Well, he's he's historic. Um, histori- for fields, for, for fields. fields, he's been historically injured, hasn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, the Burrs, again, they're just absolutely stacked with picks. So, you know, expect the Burrs to still be decent, but keep continuing to, yeah. to, to build, really. The Lions, you know, we mentioned the running back room. Very weird. They, they, they got David Montgomery on a three-year deal from uh, snatched him away from the Burrs. Um He's just a bit of a Dan Campbell yeah. player, isn't he? Yeah. Dan Campbell player, Dan Campbell culture. I agree. Um, they're probably going to be a nice offense again. Running back room's a bit weird, but you know. Mm. And I believe, um, obviously, we've got Man Russell Brown, who's a stud. We know we're picking him quite yeah. highly. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah. Jameson Williams banned for six games. Yeah. Yeah. So a weird I, situation where like they were yeah. all sort of like betting in the team facility. Yeah. Um, Williams apparently betting on college games. A couple of the other guys I don't know what, in the organised no, no, it, it's just yeah. to discourage it in general. Yeah. I think, but I know, I know. There's the, yeah, there's like there's sport sportsmen. You know, they they have um, all these kind of uh, advantages and and you know and, and these opportunities and they're in the limelight and you know so. As something where it's like, okay, so if you if you had this lifestyle, you just can't do this one thing. Yeah. It's like footballers, like Ivan yeah. Tony, you know. It's yeah. like we're just asking you not to do this thing, which you know, fair enough. Especially, don't bet on the games that you're in because that no. is dodgy. However, you know, I do think that like if they have nothing to do with the game, I don't really see what's wrong. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a gray especially area. like when you when you see it's a bit like the the Calvin Ridley betting one. It's like. There's people who have done a lot more morally questionable stuff yeah, yeah, than yeah. what Calvin Ridley and what Jameson Williams have done that have got far less um, punishments than, you know, Calvin. the Calvin Ridley year ban for betting was an absolute joke. Yeah, um, And obviously they're just making an example out of these Lions lads, which is unfortunate because it means, again, Jameson Williams has a dis- disrupted start to a season. So whether he's going to be able to kind of... Um, get kind of in rhythm mm. in time to be relevant for fantasy not sure so that's unfortunate we'll see but while he's out Marvin Jones Jr is back yeah. so you know uh, the Vikings they they did it they secured the running back secured him to an extension two year deal for Alexander Madison oh yeah <laughs> I like Alexander Madison I think he's a good player yeah yeah. Uh, it's going to be a Cook Madison you know, mm. situation again. Mm. Uh, they also signed tight end Josh Oliver, who had previously been with 
the Ravens for two years and got something like 200 receiving yards over two years, but they signed him to a three-year deal, so they, they, I don't know, they see something there maybe. Obviously, they've still got Hawkinson, so... Yeah. Yeah, and obviously the Vikings added Jordan Addison in the draft wide receiver. Yes. Packers, um, not much to note free agency over then. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is out of the building. Um, we'll see how things shake out with Jordan Love. He mm. is going to be the starter. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers a bit more when yeah. we get to the Jets. But... Um, but no, obviously they added Titan Luke Musgrave, wide receiver Jalen Reed, and their first pick was Lucas Van Ness, linebacker. Um, I'm very intrigued at the Packers. I, I think that I think that Lafleur is a really good coach. Uh, I want to see John. I want to see John Love do well uh, because he's been sat back there for a long time. But we never know. We'll see. We'll I see. Think it could be all right. A bit of a slow build, a bit of a quiet one. Obviously, quiet one behind the scenes, not quite in terms of Aaron Rodgers, but. But this transition is exactly like the Rogers transition was 18 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or less. I'm sorry, he's been at the Packers 18 years. He's only been the starter for about 15. Yeah, um, sat for a few years behind uh, Brett Favre, and then came in. Didn't do amazing. He's supposed to be a kind of came of age in a playoff run. Um, so if Jordan Love isn't amazing this first year. Don't expect the Packers to do anything drastic in the off-season. I think this is kind of a buffer year. Just see what we've got with Jordan Love. And if he shows glimpses, then we'll stick with him. Nice. NFC East, mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys talk. Cowboys talk. Um, as I mentioned before, Tony Pollard was franchise-tagged. Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Is he, though? And he's, he's still a free yeah, He's, he's going to be yeah, back. Probably. probably, yeah, well, we're probably. T- yeah, we're saying this on Tuesday the 2nd of May. At the minute, he's still a free agent. But yeah. no, sorry, Zeke. No one wants you, pal. Yeah, I agree. I want Come to back. go. I'm Ezekiel Elliott, and I want to go to the best teams in the league, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Bills. The Bengals, Eagles, and Bills turn around and like, what are you on about, man? No, Which is unfortunate for yeah. Zeke. You know, I, w- I would want to go to those teams as well. I know. As would everyone else in the whole league. But I know. No, I think I've, it's... I think if it gets to the start of training camp and no one's around, then uh, he'll come knocking back. on Jerry's door. Yeah, we'll like, we'll welcome him back. I was very, we were sad. Me, you, and I. Yeah, we I was were good. Sad I was good because because like for as long as we've been super into the NFL and the Cowboys fans, um, that kind of coincided with Zeke and Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, although we watched a bit of the Cowboys when Romo was there, our kind of. Uh, kind of interest in the NFL and the Cowboys very much started that same year that Zeke and Dak did so so kind of Ezekiel Elliott leaving is kind of a real kind of end of a, of that little era for us because uh, yeah he's, he's just kind of a, a, a Cowboys legend and if you're only just getting to the NFL and you're only just starting playing fantasy I just think it's worth pointing out that for about two or three years Ezekiel Elliott was the best running back in the league you know it's easy to see him now and think that you know He's a bit of a kind of a slower, ground and pound kind of journeyman, even though he's only ever played for the Cowboys, running back. Uh, but no, there was a good few year period where Zeke was clearly the best running back in the league, starting from his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He was a great player. Zeke I agree. Elliott. I agree. Yeah. Um, Cowboys also signed wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Ooh. Great player. Um, traded with the Texans. Uh, they gave the Texans 20 for 23 fifth round and a 2023, 2024 sixth round pick. You know, Brennan Cook's still a solid re- receiver, mm-hmm. um, another notable name. You know, yeah, another notable name for Dax for us, who I, I do like it. I don't I don't know how hot I am on him for fantasy, but 
it's, no. it's always good to have you know a good a good wide receiver room. And they also picked up Stefan Gilmore in a trade with the Colts. Um, over, whatever. Over, over, yeah, the, hill for me, he's over the hill. He's, he's a name, but you know he's not. Yeah. He's not the player that he was. Um, I know. The f- first pick was a defensive tackle, Mazzy Smith, and they also picked up tight end Luke. Shoemaker hey. in the second round, uh, off the heels of Dalton Schultz uh, going to the Texans. So mm. we'll see. We'll see about that. Jack- I, 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 I must have mentioned it on the podcast before. I never was in love with Dalton Schultz. Anyway, he didn't have any elite traits. He just happened to be in the end zone. Yeah, uh, a, a, few, yeah. A, a handful of times every year, or there was no one else to throw the ball to. Mm. I, I would have. I would have been. Uh, very uncomfortable with the Cowboys paying Dalton Schultz a lot of money, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. the Giants. Um, they, I mean, they sort of blew up the whole uh, quarterback market by <laughs> paying Daniel Jones 160 million four year deal. That is not terrible. He's not. He's not terrible. But like, if you're, for example, Lamar Jackson and yeah. you want a big deal, you point to Daniel Jones and go. That's what they're paying this guy. Yeah. So you know, he's never done anything. <laughs> yeah. So fall over. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So they secured Daniel Jones. Whatever. You're never going to play him for fantasy football. But um, well, here's the thing. He's got the he's got the upside with uh, his running ability, and like I said, the whole reason they got Dayball in the first place was because. Josh Allen was a very raw Daniel Jones-esque prospect of big arm, can run the ball, big guy, not terribly accurate. Mm. And Dayball and getting Stefan Diggs, but Dayball turned Josh Allen around to the player he is now. So I think there's still the kind of uh, desire to make Daniel Jones, in the, and I, that's the reason they got Dayball. So um, I, 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 there's still a tiny bit of hope from me for Daniel Jones. I'm not drafting him though. Second <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barkley franchise tagged yeah. again. You know, one of those. Um, they also picked up Paris Campbell on a one-year deal wide receiver, and also re-signed Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. This wide receiver room again. You know, like you mentioned with Hyatt, the rookie. Um, it's hard to bet on any it's of them. For grabs though. Yeah. Um, what is interesting though is Titan Darren Waller. Uh, they traded with the Raiders for a uh, third round pick. You know, you know Wall. He still, got, I think Wall has still got some juice. He had a bad year last year. He was injured, but mm. you know, I think a good tight end on this team in the past has been utilised. Mm. So I, I, I just think you know that, like I was saying, with the development of Daniel Jones. They've still got Barkley. They signed Campbell as a piece. They re-signed the the receivers that he likes. They got him a new receiver. They got him Darren Waller. The step, all all the kind of factors are there for Daniel Jones to take a step this year. I agree, but then, you know, fantasy analysts have been saying for about three years that Daniel Jones is going to be the breakout player of the year, and he never is. But he never had these weapons given to him. Mm. Okay. Uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, oh, yeah. five-year, two hundred twenty-five well, million extension, one hundred and ten million guaranteed. Yeah, well deserved. Well great deserved. Player. Great player. Um, you're going to pick him for fantasy very highly. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, DeAndre Swift. They also oh, added Rashad Penny to the running back room. Uh, they're going to be a great team. 
you know, not only because of these running backs, but they also re-signed Darius Slay and James Bradbury and also picked up at number nine in the draft, who many people say was maybe the best, best player the in the draft, defensive tackle Jalen Carter, and then also at number 30 picked who many people say is great as one of the best edge rushers, Nolan Smith. Like, the rich get richer with, with the Eagles. They just had one of the best drafts, and they're in the Super Bowl. The, that that, that defence is going to be amazing yeah. for fantasy football. Um, so pick them up. They, they should be, in my opinion, your number one uh, defensive pickup. The Eagles should go 17-0. Really, they should do with this team, yeah. <laughs> with this team, yeah. So you know, no more you can say about the Eagles. Like every player that you had last mm. year for them is going to be really good. They're going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, the Commanders, uh, Jacoby Brissett, one-year deal. Um, who's going to be their starting quarterback? Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Um, I, I really think this could be one of those disaster years for the Commanders, where it's mm. like two wins. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera's gone because they've not done anything notable in free agency. They were already pretty. They bad. haven't. They were already bad last year. They haven't. They've re-signed one of their um, one of the most prominent um, defensive players, uh, Darren Payne, but. That's about it. They picked up a cornerback, number 16, the draft, Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. But again, very all quiet on the commander's front, really. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the NFC South. The Falcons, who I think have maybe had the best off-season out of any team. I know yeah. we're just gushing about the Eagles. but So the Falcons, they, they signed Taylor Heineke on a two-year deal. Don't love that, though. Don't love that. But, you know, Taylor Heineke is a, he's a good backup uh, yeah, quarterback. Potentially a good backup starting in Desmond Ritter. Yeah. But yeah. I, like I said, I, I think the, the quarterback might not be the most. Yeah. Um, pick up Matt Collins on a one year deal. What another wide receiver to add to that room? Uh, they also traded for Johnny Smith. Uh, they gave the Patriots a seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. I mean, gone are the days when Johnny Smith was an elite. I think there was like a three weeks in like 2021 when he was great. When he was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the big thing is obviously the Bijan Robinson draft pick. And also they picked up a bunch of guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, big names, paid them a lot of big money. Calais Campbell, David Onyemata, Karen Ellis, Jeff Okuda, Jesse Bates. Big names. You know, and this team knows the identity of the team, and they're putting money behind that identity, and the you know shoring out the defensive side of the ball. They they look really you know, really promising. Like you said earlier on about them, I just I just I I like all the moves the Falcons are making. Let's move on to the Panthers. And the Falcons haven't been bad either. That's true. Seven, ten, seven, and ten in yeah. years where they were apparently rebuilding. I agree. So. I agree. The Panthers, we know they drafted Bryce Young. They also signed Andy Dalton. A nice backup there um, for Young to learn from. Andy Dalton isn't a bum. Um, picked up Miles Sanders on a four-year deal uh, from the Eagles. Yeah, I, I, fantasy players have been burned too many times by Miles Sanders. So I agree. I'm a bit hesitant. I agree, I agree. I'm a bit hesitant to get excited about mm, that one. I agree, but, but I do like the moves that the Panthers are making for Bryce Young. Picking up Miles Sanders, who... Who's a fine running back, really? Not not necessarily one that you'd you'd sort of jump about for fantasy, but he's like he's he's pretty decent. But they also signed Adam Thielen to a three year deal and Hayden Hurst to a three year deal. 
reliable guys, reliable yeah. pass catchers. You know, they're, they're doing everything to sort of make a nice little safety net for Bryce Young to sort of land in the league in, you know, um, some 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 good players there, really. Uh, the Saints, Derek Carr, you know, we, we know the time to a four-year, 150 million deal. He's going to be the starter. Let's see. Let's see how he does. I'm I'm not really got any. No, not, <laughs> not really excited for the Saints. Like you say, it's sort of like for like, really. With you know, De- you know, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, James Winston. Mm. None of these guys really excite you. They did. They they did secure the, the one of the best running backs of, of oh, the year God. last year, Jamal Williams, on a three year deal. Also, annoying fantasy player. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised the Lions. You know, he, he was such a big locker room guy for the Lions. I know, I'm, I'm really shocked. Plays that fit the culture. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised they let him go. But maybe they weren't paying him that money, which isn't even all that money, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jamal Williams is at the Saints now. If anything, that's just going to make you picking Alvin Kamara even less likely because we saw yeah, last year how annoying it was when you know. Just picture it. The, picture it this year. You've got Alvin Kamara. He runs eight yards, gets um, yeah. taken down on the two yard line, and Jamal Williams comes in and scores a touchdown. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, Michael Thomas restructured his deal. He's got a new one year deal. You're not going anywhere near Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is done. But what I did want to mention is Juwan Johnson, uh, tight end. They re-signed him to a two-year deal. He was really good last year. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. very good. And, you know, we've seen Derek Carr have a lot of success with Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Juwan Johnson could be a sneaky little later-round tight end pickup, I think. You know, if yeah. you're not going for one of the big guys, and by big guys, I mean, if you're not going for Travis Kelsey, um, Juwan Johnson, I think, is a name is a name to look at. The Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield... One-year deal, bit of a prove-it deal, 8.5 mil. Um, what do you make of this? Is ba- What's Baker Mayfield going to do? Off the top of my head, closer to the two bad years in, in Cleveland than the two good ones. It's hard when the wide receivers weren't that consistent last year with Tom Brady, whose play wasn't that consistent. You know, mm-hmm. I think we came to the conclusion last year that it's the coaching which we weren't in love with at the Buccaneers. Um so I, I'm not particularly hot on Godwin or Evans either. There is one player though that I uh, that I am looking forward to for the books, and that's Rashad White. And I know that they signed mm. Chase Edmonds to one yeah, they deal, did. but they as did. we've seen last year, signing Chase Edmonds does not mean he's <laughs> going to be on the roster. Um, so that's absolutely nothing to me. Rashad White yeah. could break out. Could uh, definite. Probably in our pre-season uh, episode, he's going to be up there for my breakout candidate this yeah. year. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, let's move on to the NFC West. Maybe maybe the quietest division in all of football that this offseason. Because they don't need to do anything. Um, a lot of it, well, 49ers. Yeah. 49ers, they signed Sam Darnold. He's going to be, I mean, I assume he's going to be the backup, but, yeah. you know, they could have made a real three-headed horrible monster here with, with Darnold. And Lance and Purdy. Purdy. Um, it's Purdy, though, isn't it? It, is, it like should be Purdy, player. but we'll, you know, we'll it see. Looks like a good player. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing much to report. They drafted defensively a lot of their players. The Seahawks, Geno Smith, three year, 75 million extension. Good for Geno Smith. Um, he's a solid player. I, I don't think, you know, that doesn't 
hinder or boost any of those pass caption op- options um, for the Seahawks. You know, they're going to be similar to last year, really. They did pick up a really good cornerback, Devin Witherspoon, yeah. with the fifth overall pick. they already got Tyreek Water yes, as well. Yes. So expect teams like Stafford and the Rams to throw a million picks against the Seahawks next year because they have uh, a very good secondary now. I agree. Uh, and then the Cardinals... Nothing much to report. Um, number six overall pick, Paris Johnson, offensive tackle. Yeah, they um, needed, that, needed that for when Kyler Murray comes back. Um, there's rumours about DeAndre Hopkins being shopped around, but you know until anything happens, he's still uh, an Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals player. Did he get some really, 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 really underwhelming new uh, uniforms though? Did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was just like because they're all the the Cardinals uniform has been like one of the most outdated ones for ages. It's looked mm-hmm. crap. They got new ones and it's just boring. It's just like it's literally just red with no detail, white with no detail, oh. black with no detail. Quite boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then the Rams really not much to report. They didn't even have a first round pick. Um, you know. Number 36 was their first pick. Steve Avila, guard. I really don't know what to make of the Rams. Yeah, you're going into it with no expectations, and they were bad last year. I still maintain the fact that, you know, McVeigh's one of those head coaches where they don't have two bad years in a row. And, you know, last time they had a down year, they came back and they were really good the year after. Um, So I'd be very surprised if they had another down year. However, yeah, there's. There's actually not much. No, other than though. other than you know, the the running back that you mentioned, but I mean, but that's just like a potential, you know, exactly. Maybe yeah. a hidden gem. Let's move on to the AFC now, though. AFC North, the Ravens. Finally. Yes, Lamar Jackson, five-year, two hundred and sixty million dollar deal, one hundred eighty-five mil guaranteed. I didn't think either, but then they signed OBJ, and they obviously showed Lamar the draft plan and was like. This is for you. No, I think I think Lamar, you know? I, them all Lamar just saw the Jalen Hurts deal. Yeah, and, and and kind of whoever in Lamar's camp had well Lamar uh, had <laughs> the idea of the fully guaranteed contract that Deshaun Watson had. Maybe it took seeing the Jalen Hurts contract for him to kind of get that obsession out of his head. Yeah, I agree. Even though he'll obviously tell you that he wasn't obsessed with the contract. If I was him, I'd be obsessed if this guy just got a fully guaranteed contract and I don't have any of the off-field stuff that Deshaun yeah. Watson has. Yeah. I have so much more on-field accolades than Deshaun Watson He's has. He's won an MVP. Yeah, yeah. all this um, sort so, of so, you know, and, and I don't think it's necessarily bad if Lamar was obsessed with that. However, clearly... I think the big factory was the jail, not the draft. It was the jail and Hurts contract. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, as we mentioned, they signed OBJ. He hasn't played for a year. I don't know if I'm in love with that. Um, I don't know how much I'm gonna be, you know, behind him for fantasy football. But we'll we'll see as as the off season progresses. I'll be honest with you. Like at this minute. I don't know who I'm more likely to draft, Odell Beckham Jr. or Zay Flowers. Uh, probably Rashad Bateman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bengals um, picked up tight end Irv Smith on a one-year deal. They obviously lost head and hurts. Irv Smith was all right for the Vikings. Just, just dead quick on Beckham. Um, again, if you're new to fantasy, it's probably worth mentioning Beckham because of the flashy catches and just 
uh, who he is and the way he carries himself has been one of the most famous players in the league for a good few years. Never really translated to no. fantasy greatness no. ever. I, we've been playing fantasy for about five or six years, and I can't remember Odell Beckham Jr. ever being one of the top receivers. No, yeah. So that just another reason why maybe don't don't kind of uh, yeah go overboard on. Drafting. I agree. I agree. Um, the Bengals also snatched up offensive tackle Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. Um, Good again, putting guys around Burrow, protecting him. Um, I love that. Nothing much to report other than that, though. Uh, the Browns traded for Elijah Moore uh, from the like Jets Elijah for a second-round pick. I like Elijah Moore as well. I don't like the Browns' quarterback, so I won't no. be going anywhere near him. Yeah, no, the Browns are a weird one. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like an all-or-nothing year for Stefanski. Yeah. Um, obviously quarterback Deshaun Watson they're going to be expecting a bit better play this year you know no not really any excuses this year whereas apparently there were last year because obviously he didn't play for the first uh, period but uh, yeah I'm not particularly excited outside of Nick Chubb I'm not excited for any fantasy I agree even though I do I do like Elijah Moore and um, Amari Cooper was a lot better than I thought he was going to be last year yeah I agree Um, the Browns didn't have a first or second round of this year because of the sheer amount of stuff they gave up in the Deshaun Watson trade. But the the first pick overall uh, was the seventy fourth pick in the draft, and that was a wide receiver, Cedric, Cedric Tillman. Tillman. So we'll see how that works out. Steelers. Oh. <laughs> those, those signs of anguish are because we just saw the name Alan Robinson. On the screen. Uh, Why? They traded for the Rams, uh, seventh round pick, nothing really. They get Alan Robinson. <sighs> if anything, he's just going to be hopefully sort of a guy, guy with a bit of experience for Kenny Pickett to rely on maybe on a third, the off third down or something like that. No, you're going nowhere near Alan Robinson yeah. in fantasy football. I'm, I'm hoping for a nice breakout year from Kenny Pickett, though. I'm really hoping for it. You know, he's got Deontay Johnson, their great receiver. Um, they've got um, Pickens as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's all there for, and I think they 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 trust him and they like him. So everyone in 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 uh, Pittsburgh is willing Kenny Pickett to have a good year, and I really hope he does. I agree. And the uh, yeah. they used the the first round pick, the fourteenth overall pick, uh, on an offensive tackle, Broderick yeah. Jones. So yeah, protecting him, that's nice to see. And as you mentioned before, third round they picked tight end Darnell Washington. Um, could could be something special. We'll see. Yeah. AFC East, the Bills signed Damian Harris from. Uh, if anything, I think that's better news for the Patriots yeah. in terms of fantasy football because then you're not having this Stevenson Harris sort of you know coin toss really. Um, I mean, if if I'm a Bills fan and our offensive moves are signing Damian Harris and drafting Dalton Kincaid, I'm disappointed. I know. Considering how sour the end of last season was and how kind of one-dimensional the offense became in the last quarter of the season last year, mm-hmm. it really looked like they need some real change on that offense. And I agree. This doesn't signal that. It doesn't. It's sort of just, I mean... <laughs> They lost Devin Singletary. Damien Harris is a bit of an upgrade from that, but sort of the same ilk yeah. type of player. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Not Nothing really to shout about for the Bills. Dolphins, re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. 
Ugh, yeah. And they are they traded for Jalen Ramsey, who I think is one of the most overrated players in the league personally. Yeah, I agree. Um <clears throat> and with their first pick, second rounder, Cam Smith, cornerback as well. Yeah, they didn't have a first round pick because no. of the tampering last That's year. true, yeah, they didn't. Which was really weird because like, you know, all of these sort of picks are like, like one-off because yeah. there was only 31 picks in the in the first round this year. Um, I don't know. The Dolphins were were pretty exciting last Very year, so exciting. yeah. Well, and it should be said that you know they didn't didn't really need really need yeah. much. They just needed to keep players healthy, and then the Dolphins are there. You know, mm, I agree. Patriots, um, room back James Robinson, who you know. He's just going to be bouncing around the league now. I think you yeah. know they signed him on a two-year deal. I don't really think that's anything to worry about for Ramondre Stevenson. Mm. Uh, the main thing to worry about for Ramondre Stevenson is not throwing the ball to the other team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster got got his bag. He got a three-year deal for the with the Patriots. Interesting because. If I was a wide receiver in the NFL, just suspend your disbelief for a minute. If I was a wide receiver in the NFL, I can't, th- I, I maybe can't think of a team I would least like to go to than the Patriots. Yeah, you don't know who's going to be the quarterback. I, I don't think Smith Schuster's got anything special to give anymore. I think that was a, he's gone for the money though. He's, yeah, he's gone, gone for the, the money, money, which fair enough. I don't for think anywhere to else is offering. No, the he's, money. he's got his, he's got his ring. Now he wants his money. There you go. However. Titan Mike Gesicki, one-year yeah. deal, has got a nose to the end zone. Um, yeah. We saw Hunter Henry with the Patriots mm-hmm. uh, getting the end zone quite a lot. I think Gesicki could be a nice late-round tight end to target. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Patriots also uh, picked up cornerback Christian Gonzalez, who's mm. meant to be a really great player. So yeah, look out for that good. Patriots defense to be really good still. The Jets. Okay. Here we go. So they've got Aaron Rodgers finally after months, you know, after months of of, of just sort of teasing. Um, they got him. The Packers received first round pick swap, twenty twenty three second and sixth rounders, and a conditional second round or that could turn into a first round pick next season. If Rodgers plays sixty five percent of snaps, which, which he, he will. will do, uh, uh, I think. Uh, the Jets got completely fleeced by the Packers. Yeah. Completely fleeced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've been done over there. <laughs> Seriously done over. I know, I agree. Because Rodgers, I mean, yes, he's a better quarterback than, than what they had because... Oh, yeah, this is up. The arrow's pointing up for, for, for this offense and especially the wide receivers. This is good. You're targeting Garrett Wilson high in your drafts, I would I say. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um. But, yeah... <sighs> Is it fantasy wise? How, how excited are you for Aaron Rodgers? Are you? Are well, you... here's the thing, mate. So, a long term legendary quarterback has moved to a team where the offense is being ran by Nathaniel Hackett. What? What? What's the not to love about that? <laughs> oh wait, that I'm describing the Broncos from last year. Yeah. No, I think this will be better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. They did sign Alan Lazard on a four-year deal. Um, you know, Alan Lazard, that guy who really does not excite for fantasy football at no, all. Even does Mikkel Harbin. And Mikkel Harbin, yeah, they signed him on a one-year deal. They're putting plenty of weapons around Rodgers, so Rodgers could have um, a bit more of an upbeat. As he said, you know, Aaron Rodgers was not mine. 
he feels like he can win a couple more MVPs. Not rings, not rings. MVPs. I mean, it could be uh, the Brady year of two years ago where it's like Brady finished as like the second or third best fantasy quarterback and it was purely just off volume of yards and touchdowns because mm-hmm. obviously he's not going to run anywhere Rodgers but yeah. neither was Brady but two years ago Brady was amazing for fantasy so you could be seeing that yeah yeah, yeah. moving on AFC South the Texans uh, big changes the you know CJ Stroud quarterback that added Devin Singletree on a one year deal Noah Brown from the Cowboys wide receiver one year deal and wide receiver Robert Woods Bobby Trees uh, on a two-year deal, and Dalton Schultz. Again, sort of, you know, especially with those last two, they're similar to what I was saying um, with the Panthers, sort of putting some, re- not flashy, but reliable guys around Stroud, you know, Woods, Schultz, reliable guys, really. Um, and then, yeah, I loved the the trade-up to get Will Anderson Jr., Ed Rusher. You know, it's clearly a building for the future thing with the um, Texans. I mean, the head coach, Namiko Ryans, you had all these names floating around, Sean Payton, head coach, you know, all the guys from the Eagles. And by the sounds of it, everyone was in love with Namiko Ryans, and it's the Texans that got him. And I think it did, did Namiko Ryans used to play for the Texans. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, Pretty so, legendary player for him. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, and like I said, by the sounds of it, everyone wanted him. So um, I think, not this year, for the Texans, fantasy-wise, maybe someone will pop at some point in the season but uh, it's clearly a build for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Colts, as we mentioned, they brought in Gardner Minshew and drafted Anthony Richardson. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver, signed him as well. And in the third round, uh, they added wide receiver Josh Downs. We've talked about the Colts. They're going to... This, this is the rebuild. Let's see how long it takes them before they start Richardson. You know, let's just see if... If this new regime can sort of implement their ideology on Fantasy-wise, it, fantasy-wise, you're probably hoping that they don't start Richardson right away because that could um, lower the ceiling of Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be very interesting uh, pre-draft to see what the consensus on Taylor is. I agree. I agree. Jaguars, not an incredible amount to report, but we are forgetting they are they are adding Calvin Ridley this year. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, they they, they signed Dearness Johnson, who was at the Browns running back. Um, and they used uh, their first pick in the draft uh, on a, on an offensive tackle. Yeah, they did, they did draft a running back as well, but again, a team who, who who looked on the up and who didn't necessarily need to do a great deal. And like you said, Luke, signing one of my favourite players in the league, Calvin Ridley, great player. If he's still uh, as good as he used to be, then... Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be very nice this year. I agree. I've got my eye on Lawrence this year just because of what we saw last year and that sort of promise of Ridley and just another year in that regime. I think that Lawrence has a good chance to be a solid fantasy starter for you. Uh, The Titans, nothing much to report here. Again, Will Levis, they picked him up at the start of the second round and uh, with the first round pick, they picked up Peter Skoronski, offensive tackle, I'm I'm struggling to get excited for many options on the fantasy mm. side for this team. I think Derrick Henry is on that sort of he, he's he's on that decline really. Unfortunately, I, not to say Derrick Henry probably will be a really good player again this year, but I'm just worried. Last year we saw Derrick Henry finish the season with a lot of injuries, and a player like that who's been in the league that long that becomes a more important thing to consider. Who are you drafting higher? At this very moment in time, 
Brees Hall or Derek Henry? Ah, <laughs> um, probably Brees Hall. Travis Etienne or Derek Henry? Uh, Derek Henry. Yeah, I yeah. probably agree with both of those. Yeah, yeah. AFC West, the final division that we're going to talk about because it's the last division yep. in the league. <laughs> the, <Yeah>. Bro- <laughs> the Broncos uh, signed running back Samaje Piran two year deal. Piran's been a, been a he's solid, you know, and, he's, and and this running back room with Williams coming back from that injury, um, it's gonna it, it's gonna be a bit more of a committee, really. Yeah. Uh, so Piran could have some value. Um, they also added a couple of a couple of um, nice pieces on on the offensive line as well for Russell Wilson. So um, Sean Payton, new head coach, see if we can fix him. See if we can fix Russell Wilson. Uh, they also picked up wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr. Mm. So Chiefs added wide receiver Rich James from the Giants, who had a couple of okay games last mm. year. Um, you know they've they've lost Smith Schuster and. They've lost Michael Hardman. If anything, this is like it's going to be another Travis Kelsey year, isn't it? Yeah. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey's going to dominate again, probably. Uh, they did add Juwan Taylor, offensive tackle on a four-year deal. So they lost Orlando Brown, but signed Juwan Taylor. So nothing much changing there um, for the Chiefs. Raiders. Signed Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs franchise tag, Austin Hooper, an OJ Howard sign, uh, and they also signed Jacoby Myers on a three-year deal, wide receiver, formerly of the Patriots, uh, perennial end zone. Uh, avoider. Avoider. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, all good... Pl- I mean, Josh, Josh Jacobs amazing player in terms of people coming in. All good players, no one who really... Wows you for fantasy. I agree. And as we mentioned, yeah, Tyne Michael Mayer. Tyree Wilson, they got Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, number seven pick, great player. Yeah. Yeah. So someone to go um Go chase Pat Mahomes. Yeah, go chase Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And then the Chargers, I mean the main notable thing there is wide receiver Quentin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, who I who I personally think has the highest ceiling this season uh, mm-hmm. out of those first round guys. And that that's how it shapes out. I'll just run you through um, just, just for sort of you know, for a laugh, really. Yeah. Some of the free agents who are still out there: Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, uh, Daryl Henderson, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray. That's just the running backs. Now, if that doesn't show you how sort of how volatile that position is, two years ago, three years ago in fantasy football, most of those guys will be going yeah. in the first five rounds of your fantasy football draft. You know, that is yeah. ridiculous, really. Um, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, he's still available. Julio Jones is still available. Matt Ryan, can you believe Matt Ryan's still available? If I was the Buffalo Bills, I would sign Kareem Hunt and Jarvis Landry today. Yes, and Carson Wentz, he's still no, out there. No. Uh, but I think that'll do us, yeah. really. Um, exciting. All, all, everything's coming together for the new season. We've got, a, we've got a, the shape of some of these teams now. Um, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, me too. Excited to kind of uh, do some episodes in pre-season, kind of looking to kind of potential breakouts and uh, kind of getting some uh, ADPs going and stuff like that. But for now, that yeah, that's how we're looking immediately post-draft. Yeah. Any yeah. any final thoughts? I want to ask who you would draft first. 
Jonathan Taylor or B. John Robinson? Uh, I would draft B. John Robinson, Ooh. but I think that. But I. But I, but I will. I will. I will say that is one million percent the riskier pick. I just think. Um, B. John Robinson hasn't had a chance to burn thousands yeah, of yeah. people like, hey, like I, I, hope, I, I hope people I hope people uh, have the same thing as you because if I could end up getting Taylor at like the start of the second round or something, back end of the first that's round. True, think, that's know. true, that's I, true. I just yeah. I just think if you're asking me this like without last year's experience of all of those rookie oh, running yeah, backs yeah, coming yeah. in and it's sort of a lesson I learned from last season was Sort of bet on these rookie running backs because so many of them came in and obviously they're eased into the team. I remember dropping Ken Walker to waivers in in week three, you know. So yeah. like you had, I know, I know, you know, injuries aside, you had Walker who was great. Etienne, it was basically his rookie year last year. He was great. Brees Hall, Brees Hall was great. I'm starting to buy in on these rookie running backs, which is the main reason why I would say be John Robinson. Okay. I'd probably go Taylor. Okay, but that's right. it. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, yes, thank you. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy the summer. Uh, goodbye. See ya.